Hello and welcome to this Isis Energy podcast. The focus of the podcast this week will be the liquefied natural gas market. And we'll be focusing on Japan in particular, because Japan's historically been a big taker of LNG, um, particularly on long-term contracts. But there's been a recent change to the clauses in these contracts, which may allow some flexibility as to where these cargoes actually end up, whether it's in Japan or elsewhere. My name's Ben Lee, and here with me today is Zeely Lee, who's the editor of our daily LNG publication. Uh, so Zeely's, Zeely's talking to us on the phone from Singapore. So I guess first off, Zeely, what are destination clauses in these contracts that some Japanese buyers have, and what's the recent change? Right, so fixed destination clause means that the buyer would not be able to divert any contractual delivery to anywhere but the destination specified in their respective contracts. There is not so much of a major change, except that if there were to be any new contracts uh, signed, it's like the J. I mean the Jap- Japanese, uh, the Japan Fair Trade Commission has announced last month that sellers should not include any fixed destination clause in any new contracts. Okay, so do, does that open up scope for LNG to perhaps head elsewhere in the world if it's not needed in Japan? Yes and no, because we need to first determine how many LNG buyers uh, in Japan are, are they. I mean, are they look, looking to sign new contracts, or are they just simply trying to either extend their existing contracts? If they are, I mean, some are, some buyers in Japan are already looking or have already started uh, negotiations over contract renewal. So yes, uh, having that uh, destination clause removed is one of their top priorities. If they do succeed, then it's, then we might see LNG um, heading elsewhere other than Japan. Okay, uh, but is is Japan still going to be able to get all the LNG it needs despite the these clauses, or um, is it? Yeah, it, will it be able to meet demand through through that? Yes, because right now uh, there are a lot of Jap- Japanese buyers have a lot of new contracts that are starting over the next years. So most of them are from the U.S. and the, and their U.S. contracts are signed on an FOB, meaning free on board basis, where there is no fixed destination clause. So a Japanese buyer with U.S. offtake can leave a cargo from the U.S. and send it to anywhere it wishes. Okay. So say more of these cargoes heading to Japan get diverted because of that extra flexibility. Where are they likely to head to in the world? Because LNG does have that scope to go, well, I guess it's a global market. Well, Japanese buyers themselves are already starting or have already started since uh, two years ago. They have been trying to market this excess volume to countries such as China, to South Asia, emerging economies. Uh, so we have India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. These are eco- emerging countries. Okay, so these cargoes could go to these countries then. But with this extra LNG heading away from Japan elsewhere, what, what does it mean for the LNG market, which is, which is oversupplied at the moment? So in the near to midterm, we are likely to see LNG, spot LNG prices staying at the current levels. So it's like unless we have significant new demand, I think over the next five years, prices are unlikely to, we are unlikely to enter a boom cycle. All right, well, thanks for that, Zili. We'll wrap up there. Um, so it seems like there's there's some extra flexibility that could be found in Japanese LNG contracts. And what this means is that some cargoes that would have gone to Japan could ha- head elsewhere in the world. 
uh, particularly other parts of Asia, um, where this extra demand could be absorbed in the uh, global, globally oversupplied LNG market. If you'd like more information on our coverage, we have um, a weekly LNG publication and a daily LNG publication. If you'd like more information, please go to isis.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.